Genesis 26. Would you read the first, like, uh, seven verses, Mr. Rex? Yeah. Oh, you let him read, because he has a good voice. Mm. That's exactly right. <laughs> what a look! Well, you walked into that area. Uh, what? Uh, and do you have any other uh, comments? About no, that? then after that, you'll probably have Jack. I'll have Jack read. Then I'll have Rick read. Then I'll have Rick read. Why would you have Rick read? Then I'll have. Then I'll, then I'll have Crystal read. And there was a famine in the West. <laughs> this is the second time that's happened to Abraham. Just when he got sent out, there was the first thing he ran into was a famine in the land. Let's see what he does this My Bible doesn't the Hopkinsville Bible. And there was a famine in the land beside the first battle in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistine, Philistine, into Gerar. Now, a couple things that are not apparent. Abimelech isn't a name, it's a title. Abimelech means, um, it's, a, it's a title like Pharaoh for this particular area. Now, Remember, Abraham is going to have another, had another association with Abimelech earlier, where he, uh, well, well, we'll get back to that. And Gerar, Gerar, is the worst part of the promised land. It's sort of like the ass end of the promised land. Isaac said unto him, Because I said, 
lest I die for her. And Abimelech said, What is this thou hast done unto us? One of the people might likely have uh, leave with my wife. What is that? Lane. Lane. Lane with my That's wife. That's what I like sporting. I, oh. <laughs> Jack, don't apply to a religious patient. <laughs> 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 Lane with my wife, thy wife, and thou shouldest have brought guiltiness upon us. And Abimelech charged all his people, saying, He that toucheth this man or his wife shall surely be put to death. Then Isaac sowed in that land and received in the what do you mean sowed? Planted. Oh, okay. In that land and received in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. And the man waxed great. He waxed? Waxed. It became, he increased. Okay. And the man waxed great, and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possession of flocks, and possession of herds, and great store of service, and the Philistines envied him. Go ahead and read the next two verses. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, Go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. Um, let's see if we can learn the lesson of a famine. The word for famine in the Hebrew is a word that doesn't it, it just it's it's a word that means you lack something it it is not necessarily only applied it's to to um, the, the earth it's anytime you you're in a state of lack you're in a state of famine now you're always commanded um, to remain in the state that you're in whenever you're in a state of famine now you, if you can hear this, you will always perceive famine as suffering. And the, the order of the human race, whenever there is suffering, or whenever there is famine, is to move from the place of lack to the place of plenty. It's to get up, take some action, change yourself, do something, so that you will not be in that state of lacking anymore. Well, that test is the very test of faith. It's the test that where you say, I lack something, therefore something must be done. Now, that position of lack is what is discussed in the New Testament. It's called suffering or tribulation. So whenever you're in a state of lack or suffering, you're in a state of tribulation. And it says you, you cannot reign with him if you don't suffer with him. Now, this is, is what will set apart religion from life. I mean, every other place that I know of, when you're in a state of lack, when you're in a state of famine, the teaching is how to get you out of that state. I mean, I don't know, of, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know of any 
religious, I don't know of any place where where that's not where that's not taught. I mean, whether it's on radio or television, whether it's in any of the churches, the jillions of churches, what they will do is they'll have seminars to teach you how to get out of black. How to how to be how to do in order to not suffer famine. Now, this is what sets us apart from all others. Here you are exhorted to stand where you are in the midst of the lack. No matter whether it's a lack in terms of love in a relationship, no matter whether it's a lack in terms of how to affect or how to raise children in a marriage, or whether it's a lack of how to do a job right, whatever it is, the lack here is you're, you're exhorted to remain in that state. Now, that's where faith is tested, you understand? Every other place there can be, you, in other words, if I say to you, well, in God's name, here's what you do, that's no faith. But they will call it faith, for Babylon has made faith a commodity. Babylon has made faith a, a vehicle or a means by which you get something. And so that's why it's the exact opposite of what faith is. In fact, they'll even take that action and say that that action is the evidence. Right. It's the fruit of faith. It's the proof. Now, that's what all Pharisees do, by definition. A Pharisee will, will say that he will test your faith by the evidence of abundance. In other words, if there is no abundance by his definition, then there can be no faith. And it doesn't matter what, it, what area it is. I mean, it can be successful relationships, it can be successful marriages, it can be successful kids, it can be successful less, successful, whatever that person defines as successful, the Pharisee in you will say, this is how you must test the faith. God says exactly the opposite. You test the faith, faith by the famine. Now this is exactly opposite of what religion teaches you. You hear me? It's, it's really difficult. If you're in a state of anxiety with regard to going on a trip, what's the first thing everybody said? Well, let's figure out a way to help them get out of anxiety. That's the opposite of faith. Faith says, this is from the hand of God. I rest in it until I see the resurrection. Now, the resurrection has to be seen in it without the conditions changing. And that's the biggest one that will blow your mind. And when you say resurrection, do you mean that Christ is sufficient in all things and you rest in that knowledge? Well, no, I mean, that, that's, too, that's too ethereal. It means that I see that, that, I, that literally it means I see Jesus in this. I see that he is the author and the finisher of it, and for me to do anything about it would be a slap, and a, it would be to take him off the cross. I can, I mean, I have, for me it's been, always been money. Money is, 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 for all my life money was really easy for me. I mean, whether I was gambling or playing poker for a living or, drilling, you know, doing oil wells, or whatever it was, I always made a lot of money. It was real easy. Well, here, we never have any money. 
I mean, it's just crazy. You know, I don't know how the hell I'm going to make payroll the next day every day. I mean, it's just crazy. We got, we got a lot of people to pay here. Even though we're only paying 80 bucks, it's still a lot. Multiplied. <laughs> but but it's, 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 it's never going to get any easier. You know, we, we think... We think that our faith is going to make us whole, i.e., by our definition of whole. That's not right. Our faith is going to make us, the word whole means complete, but it means complete in the area of the lack that you think you're in. You understand me? That's why it's so evil from the standpoint of, and the word, the place this is most tested is in the area of relationships or lack of relationships. If, if Tyra, Tyra is in the same position as Tylene is, if she, in her mind, believes that marriage must be there in order for there to be life, but, but you know, and, and then, then if she doesn't, if, well, that can't be. Everybody wants to say, well, here's how you do it. That's not what you, there's life in the lack. That's the mystery. You see, Jesus in no matter what condition you're in. But and then you not, rejoice. But that's not to say that there's not life in the abundance. Yes, it is. So when the verse that Christ says, I come to you life and you get life abundantly. It doesn't mean what you think it means. Well, tell me what it means that life is there in every situation without regard to the sensory perception thereof. The abundant life is there in the midst of, I don't care if I'm starving to death on a desert in, 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 in Arabia. It's not an issue. It isn't even an issue. And as long, but if you subtly say, well, that isn't to say, what you're really saying to God is, yeah, but. You understand? Test your abundant living theories in China. Test your abundant living theories in the, in the, in the circus in Rome. Test your abundant living theories in Albania, which is the worst place in the universe ever, ever. Today, it's, it's, Albania is the worst place it has ever been for you to be a believer. Test your abundant living theories there. If, if what you believe can't be preached and lived there, then what you believe is wrong. You understand that? Now, I'm not talking about what you say you believe. I'm talking about what happens when the tire meets the road. That's what happens here. That's why this, this stuff can only be tested in community. You know, Harry had a vacation. He had a day without me busting him. When was this? Huh? Today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you film it? The day's not over. <laughs> yeah. He's sick. Yeah. Well, I knew that when I went to dinner and I saw him up and around. I went, oh, the day's not over. Oh, he's up. The day's not over. But well, I was thinking, you know, you were saying test it, test it. I mean, no, test it. You know, the homeless people on the streets of downtown, I mean, if Robert Tilton went to the streets of downtown and said, you know, success in life, they would look at him like, hey, break, you know. But... Well, I mean, we have, we, we are, we are again out of space. <coughs> uh, 
every available bed, every available floor space is filled here in this community. Um, what that will do, because I mean, there's and we get two more homes people came in today. What that will do is, it will. Um, okay, what what do I say to that? Do I say to that person, "There's no place"? No. But what I do say is, if there are places that are being occupied by people with that have no interest in being here, then I'm going to say, "Hit the road, fella." You understand? Me. Yeah, that's what, what's the difference between Me. here and being in a shelter? Right. Yeah. I mean, we, she's getting an incredible deal. I'm going to say hit the road so that we can use that space if she didn't want to be here. Well, if, if, I, if I hear her telling that, I'm sure it'll be. Well, I mean, that's not the case. I mean, I don't care about it. That's, it's, it's the issue. It's, it's the same in any of you. You don't want to be here. I mean, this is what cuts the baby in half all the time. This is what, so what tests your faith, what tests whether or not you believe is the famine. Can you see that? Yeah. Yeah. There's no knowledge test in, in material abundance. Of course not. And there's no test if, you know, that's why it says in Oliver Peter, I mean, if, you know, if you see if you're nice to your brethren, praise God. Hi, Jack. How you doing? There's no test to that. Hell, the Gentiles do it better than we do. <laughs> but the test is when that when 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 Cameron is is coming in and a throw up toot, or when you know, and and we have to clean them up in order to even have them a place to stay. You understand? That's it's vital. This this point about. The point that, that faith is revealed in famine is the most important thing that you can ever hear about the doctrine of God. Everything else is the doctrine of the God of this world. You can put Jesus' name on it all you want, it doesn't matter. And I'm telling you, it may, not, it may never get better. In fact, it probably won't. <clears throat> but his resurrection and his ascension is revealed in the midst of the famine and then who cares but if I preach that because of the belief in Christ I won't have famine do you understand what God is going to do to me if I preach that do you understand what God is going to do to the modern religious community it would be better for them that they had never been born. Well, right, right, do you have to say that? I know God. That's the right. They are preaching heresy in the name of God. Blanket. Because they're preaching success or gain is godliness. Woe unto a man that preaches gain is godliness. Problem is the reason that they reason they're so successful at it is that everybody wants to believe that. Oh, praise God! God didn't want me to eat cold pancakes. As a reminder, what you said that uh, it's never the circumstances; it's the judgments you make. Man, it could be that's irrelevant. Don't you understand? If I say to you that here is how God changed you, here's how, 
if you have faith and God's going to make this happen, and then what it does is it makes a joke of suffering. It makes, it, it makes the things that you truly have been through that you've tried to hide, you know, it makes you, your hurt that you tried to hide, makes it worthless. And if you be without the hurt or without the chastisement, then you are an illegal child. You're a bastard. You know, there are ten famines in the scripture, eleven really. But the one that it's the one that's the days of Messiah. All the days of Messiah. Go to Amos, verse 8, chapter 8. Chapter 8. Hey, right after, right just immediately before Obadiah. Oh, is that? <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> well, since you put it It's Hosea, it's Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, what is Amos. Didn't you make up an acronym? Yeah, it's Levites. Levites do it in the dirt. You want to hear the acronym? Yeah, do the acronym. <coughs> I lost the acronym. <laughs> Not much good. It was Charlie and Amy. Not much of that. Ha! Something about zombies. But zombies don't, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember the zombies. I lost it. I cannot believe I lost the acronym. I lost the acronym in honor of Daryl. But can you find it? Verse 11, chapter 8, verse 11. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread nor of thirst for water, but of hearing the word of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east, to north even to the east. And they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Now, that's by all, I mean, that's Messiah. They call that Messiah's famine. There are more Bibles printed annually than any other book. There are more Bibles sent to... All these great places, but there's there, there, there's a famine. Nobody hears the word of God. Why? Because their ears haven't been circumcised. They hear what they want to hear. They hear to to justify their idolatry. One of the one of the crossfire spots is that there's a famine in your land, but not of bread. It's the famine of the word of God. Yet you say, I am with you, but lo, I am not. For I have long since fled the staleness and hypocrisy of your structures. And like the wind, I blew past your ways and your systems, for I will not be bound by the ways of the fallen creature. My ways are not your ways. Learn from this and become wise in the wisdom from above. It's hard to believe that. Do you understand what, what people... Do you, have you ever read the Living Bible? Yeah, it's so bland. It's worse than no Bible because it it, it it isn't a translation at all. And yet it's 
That's the biggest seller. The King James now is the, is the, is the worst seller. And yet it's the most, by far the most accurate. It isn't even, nothing ever is even close. Billions of living Bibles are being sold. I have a, I have a word of God. Like it was, a, it was a dead Bible before, but now it's a living Bible. Because it makes sense to the carnal mind. Let's go to Psalm 37. Thirty-seven, starting verse eighteen. <clears throat> you know the, the biggest thing that that again, from from a scriptural standpoint, <coughs> that you will ever understand is that iniquity or wickedness in Hebrew is the word avon, which means self-seeking. It's self-seeking that's the the wickedness. So fret not yourself because of the evil one who prospereth in his ways. Do you understand how easy self-seeking is? I don't know. Well, it's natural when you're hungry. You want to take care of it. It's worse than that. It's more aggressive. How often and how, how much of your day is consumed with protecting and serving you and yours. And yet, the simple words are, if you seek to save your life, you will lose it. Does that give you pause? How much better is the abandonment of self? The abandonment of taking no thought for self in any dimension. That's the test of faith. It's easy to take no thought for self when things are going well. Try taking no thought for self when the pain is so intense you can't complete a sentence in your mind. That's a trap too, because you end up saying, well, I'm not doing it for me, I'm doing it for him, I'm doing it for her. And you're always doing it is vanity in the same way. You know what I'm saying? It, it, is, it is vanity in exactly the same way. Okay. <laughs> That's an illusion. Yeah, <laughs> Doesn't work. Verse 18. Well, let's start at 16. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time. That's the biggie. You shall not be ashamed in the evil time. The idea of here being, the, the, you shall not be ashamed in the time of the supreme test. Can you, can, you, can you all accept, and we've talked about this before, but can you all accept that the primary reasoning, the primary act of discipleship is the one of, of questioning your motives? Huh? 
That's why. And they should. And they should be. Yeah. <laughs> moment by moment. <laughs> Within the moment. <laughs> but but that's but it, it it can be it can be fun. In a wicked way. <laughs> well, when you stop, when you stop taking yourself seriously, then the the questioning of your motives, getting busted, you know, then it's it's the the, the process of community becomes fun. Yeah. We were he was reading something at my office one day, and he, and, and I he he made this great comment about what something somebody else had read, or had said, or wrote. And, and then he, he got resentful because I didn't recognize that he had made a great comment about what somebody else had wrote. At least. Excuse me while I hide. I just go to the bathroom. But what it what it what he got busted for was robbery. He was robbing he was robbing the efforts, the, 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 the effects, the, the, the acts of someone else who had written something. And, to, and he expected the right to gain pleasure from, or gain sustenance from reading what somebody else had read. Well, that's robbery. Verse 18, The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. Now, The reason that Isaac was exhorted not to leave, not to not to leave the <clears throat> is because he was when I won't go into this in a big way, but he was the type he never left the promise. He never left the promised land. And he was the burnt offering. He was a burnt offering. That's why he could be made as the burnt offering. It says uh, thou art a burnt offering without blemish, as a burnt offering becomes unfit if it goes outside the temple closure, so wilt thou become unfit if thou goest outside the country. Now, you also are the burnt offering because of his offering. You cannot any longer get by with the things you used to. You can't go outside the temple closure. The temple closure says that you cannot lean on your own arm of understanding anymore. To, to lean on your own arm of understanding anymore is to go outside the temple, to go outside the bounds of the temple. Can you understand that? Yeah. All right. In verse, in, go back to Genesis 22, or 26, I mean. Verse 2, it says, Dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Do not do as Abraham did when he was tested by the famine. Gerar was on the direct route to Egypt. Isaac was no doubt on his way down there. No, he was like headed on down. He was headed on down because of the famine, and God stopped him. Now, you cannot go, the, the word go down is a negative plus yared, it means to descend. You cannot go to Egypt for any other purpose. You, you can't go except to go down, to, to, to leave the first love. You cannot go to Egypt without, you cannot go back to cause and effect, you cannot go there for sustenance without leaving the first love. That's what that means. 
Does that like imply going to the pit? That's what you're mixing your metaphors. In verse 3, Sojourn in this land, and I will be with thee, and I will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all those countries, and I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Now, at this point, neither Abraham owned anything, nor did Isaac own anything. I don't know if it's significant or not, but I was just thinking, you know, he made, the, he made the promise to Abraham, but for the most part, it's like the things that he promised would only be, you know, witnessed out or whatever. To the promise, to the son, to the promise. Right. For that which came out. Isaac did not inherit any land for Abraham, nor did, any, did he own any land. God is either a liar or there's a meaning that's far deeper. If most of you heard me quote Saul Bellow, the Jewish writer. He says, I sometimes think that there are two Israels. The real one, the natural one, is territorially insignificant. The other, the spiritual, is immense. A country inestimably important, playing a major role in the world, as broad as all of history and as deep sleep. Again, there's only been one brief point in time when this promised the land from the river of Egypt to the Euphrates was owned by a Jew, and it was during the reign of David for a brief few years, seven years. And it was just so that the, the prophecies would be fulfilled in the natural ones. But the prophecies of this land, this promise, this type, this parable, is the prophecy of, the, the pro of your promise, your inheritance of the New Jerusalem. And that's the overriding reality around you right now, wherever you are. It's like some of these science fiction movies and where there's two realities existing. And the only one that's real, the only one that stands the test of time is the New Jerusalem. Everything else is, is passive. It's a passing fantasy. The only the only ticket to get into the New Jerusalem is the cross your death. To get to the New Jerusalem, you can't get there from here unless you lose the right to yourself. And it's so difficult for you to believe that the continual insistence on your right to yourself is the essence of sin. And you understand you've tried now for a while, you put, you know, you tried to get your right to yourself but it's in God's name. Okay, that's the essence of sin in God's name. Now it's time to abandon yourself, to pick up your cross. 
that you might live by his faith, no longer faith in, but now faith of. When you can live by the faith of, then by definition, you are living in the new Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. I'm too sick to continue. This thing about, uh, you know, that we've been talking about recently about, you know, you're either a vessel of wrath or a vessel of mercy, and it seems like it's a real, that's a real key to understanding everything else, or for me, you know, I, I saw it in him, and, you know, that there isn't a me, you know, and, and, and all this concern with me, this thing doesn't even exist. Yeah, me is, a, me is an illusion. Me is just being Satan masquerading as you. And that's, that will knock your, that will, that will cut the short hairs. Because all of a sudden, me becomes less than all that me was and has been forever was, was the evil one masquerading, doing the masquerade. Well, he does it very well. He has many faces. Remember that thing we talked about where he's, he just has a mask for every occasion? And all the masks are all the how-tos and the shoulds and the ought-tos and what I believe I should be. Do you understand if you believe you should be something, then all you're doing is believing in a mask? You're not believing in anything real. There's nothing there. It's just, I should be this, so I'm going to put on this mask. That's not an original mask. That's not an original mask. What about an I want? I want is what you're tested in. The test of the I want, I mean, it's, it's the idea that in order to be matzah, in order to be able to be used for the bread and the wine, the, the, well, there are only five grains that could be used. And those five grains had to all have the potential to be leavened in order for they to be mixed, in order for they to be legal. In order for you to be any value to God, you have to have the capacity for I want, and then reject it. And then comes the question we talked about the Jefferson. It's like, well, you know, is the I want strong enough that you give up your inheritance of it? It's the, it your I want is always the, um, it's, if you, if you it's very quickly, it's right here. The I want is always Esau selling his heritage for a mess of pottage. And it's always in session. That says, right, let's make it worse than it was. I mean, responsibility to meet his need, right? To exhort him. Not to meet his need. You exhort one another daily while it is still called today. The exhortation is never what you should do, or it's who you are. Yeah. If you're, what's he worried about? He's worried because he's going to step into the unknown. Oh, I know. It's a, well, I know, but he was just using that as an example. Yeah. But what did that, what, I don't understand what you just said. It takes more wisdom and faith to be in that perception than it is. Comfort. The, the, sometimes the greatest, in fact, most of the time, the greatest mistake yeah. you can do is to comfort. Yeah. Then what does it mean to exhort? Exhort means to, exhort literally means to say who you are. But. Exhort isn't, is a, it's, exhort isn't, you know, 
Exhort means, it's like uh, if you were complaining about something and I would, you know, I would say, stop it, hold on, it's ridiculous. That's exhortation. If you were complaining about something and I then met your needs, that would be the opposite of exhorting. If you sow to the flesh, you will of the flesh reap corruption. Because you're sowing to the flesh. I feel like feeding the hungry is comforting to. Well, but you're you're feeding someone that isn't even a believer. You just that's that's you're feeding. You know, you you. It's not it's not like you're feeding like you should. You're doing it as an act of should. It's it's you're a believer and that's what you do. I mean, you don't. It's not a should. It's just what you do. It's like. It's a holic. It's a. It's a what is done. It's a walk. It's a. There's no act. There's no effort required. So that's not meeting a need in the sense that. Of course, it is meeting a need, but it's not meeting a believer's need. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, if he had, if he needed a, his house painted, we, you know, meet that circumstantial. Different. Well, again, that has nothing to do with, with. Uh, well, what we're talking about, the example is him being in a state other than peace based on external circumstances. Right. You know, that's that's what we don't give breath to is the external circumstances. And I got here house didn't work. I guess you Well, I mean, you don't know what you'd do. You have, you have no idea what you'd do. I mean, don't don't make it a don't make it a, 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 a yeah. Don't try to come up with a policy. We're addressing a particular question. Here. <laughs> There's no such thing. Anybody have anything else? You mentioned it tonight that the, the scripture made into a, a referencing to that joy and communion and suffering. I don't remember exactly how you said it. I don't know what you're saying. You said if, you, if you're going to reign with him, you have to suffer with him. That's it. Okay, there, that's, that's like, there isn't one, there's 50 that say that. Well, Romans 8, okay. verse. Uh, 17, I think. But let me see. Yeah, if so be that we suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. So it's Romans 8, 17. It's also Philippians 1, 29. It's, it's in effect the New Testament. Yeah, the, the thing I was thinking, the verse that overrides all the stuff you've been talking about is whatever was a gain to be a loss for Christ. And it's Philippians 3, uh, the whole third chapter of Philippians. I mean, if you have eyes to see, it's the whole New Testament that says that. And you said that there was a scripture in verse that says, I convinced my brother of this, that I'm taking him down the road of things. Is the least taught scripture in the Bible? What? 
Oh, that's if you travel by land and sea to make one convert. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you travel over sea and land to make one convert, and when he is made, you shall make him twice the child of hell that you are. Matthew twenty three fifteen. Look up, look up, child of hell too, because that'll. The only time a child of hell is ever defined is one who has eaten of the tree of knowledge of right. good and evil and judges for himself good and evil. Compile a little pamphlet of just little known scriptures. It'll take you down a road if you don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> pull those strings. Pull that string. Pull that string. That. <laughs> uh, anybody? Sorry. Almost, it's almost impossible to raise a child without what what you do. What you do is you pass them through the fires of Molech, and it's you you pass them through the fire. And what a perfect example is is like you say. Uh, uh, you can't have your dessert until you eat your peas. Well, I mean, that's like makes the dessert worthwhile. I mean, it's like it's it's uh, it's something that you get as a reward. The and so almost all of the things that are done in child rearing are opposite, are enemies of faith. You have to accept that, even in knowledge, even here with with the way the children are raised. The reason is, is that what serveth the law, it serveth till the seed should appear to whom the promise was made. The promise isn't made to those little monsters. The promise isn't made to the children. The promise is made to the seed. The promises of Abraham go not to the seeds as of many, but to the one seed, which is Christ. So all that can be done in child rearing, and child rearing is absolutely no different than discipleship. I mean, except it's faster. <laughs> we got that. He took his shot. Huh? Oh, he, <laughs> he took his shot. Huh? Child rearing. That's right. No one thinks what. Hello, Thanks for making his point. Which is faster? <laughs> <laughs> so you can't. It's my point so is, you can't. She can't do it right, and you can't do it right. And then, and, um, <laughs> anybody have anything else? God gives possessions to those he is pleased with. Well, it says that he multiplies for them. Where does it say that? Well, there's Abraham and Isaac, and then there's Lot. He took everything that Lot had, and Lot was faithful, pretty much. And then he gave but how about how 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 about like Paul? Like whatsoever things were gained to me are lost for Christ. I've suffered the loss of all things and do count them as done. How about like well, Jesus? Uh, what, How about like I'm asking, Jesus? Yeah, what I'm asking is, and then there's Solomon, that it wouldn't, is it considered that they're in the famine when God blesses them? No, it's considered that they, that the, the idea that I own all things would be, for me to say that everything is vanity, if I'd never had two cents in my pocket, you wouldn't believe me. But if, but if Solomon, who owned everything, said everything is vanity, then you believe him. So you don't concentrate on the fact that he owned everything. You concentrate on the fact that he said everything is vanity. 
And so, you know, the idea that Paul says, I own all things now. So I don't have to think in terms of lack. I don't even think in terms of it. The problem with people that say that the the theology of, you know, while God wants to bless me and give me good things, is that they're so small-minded. I I want to, God, I own all things. I don't have to piddle around with some billion dollars or houses or cars or lands. That's meaningless. I own all things. And because I own all things, I understand that anything that I perceive as negative has to be chastisement from God, and I rest in it. That's the lesson. It isn't the thing. It's the fruit of the thing. (coughs) Amen? Amen. Ecclesiastes was supposed to be read on the seventh day of the Feast of Tabernacles before we did the party. Well, I just didn't, I just didn't want, what I wanted to know was, you know, God gives us blessings. Yeah, but, there, but it, it can't be bad to have blessings and it can't be bad not to. It's totally immaterial. It's, right. it's, it has no, right. it's not an issue in the economy of things because God wants our minds to be renewed to a different plane of living so that we don't, we're not on it positive or negative. Okay, that's enough. Huh? Oh, we'll ask a hard one then. No, that's kind of off the wall. I was reading about Balaam and you guys Balaam is going to ride that donkey and that angel appears, right? But what right. in the world? He was doing his own agenda. What made him so doggone special <coughs> that God turns around and spares him when he was really off the deep end? I mean, so that you would ask the question so you'd see the lesson. Everything in there is just... That's that's what it is. All all things in there are just so that we would see. All the things happened in including the destruction of of nations and of people happened just so we would see. So I don't see a lesson there at all. Well, we haven't studied it yet, so hold on. Okay. Hold on. We're in Genesis twenty six. Yeah, we got a long way to go.